This episode of the Trees and Island podcast is brought to you by the Outsider Store, supplying quality footwear, clothing, and equipment for outsiders of all walks. You can find them at outsiderstore.com. That's with two S's. Can't say enough good things about these people. Through an event that was good enough to drag me across the pond to the UK to go check it out, uh, invited me to their office. Just a bunch of awesome people selling some super cool clothing. So go make sure you check them out. And lastly, this episode of the Trees in Ireland podcast is brought to you by the good people over at This Thing of Ours. Uh, They're a Manchester-based store that is passionate about technical outerwear. And while not everything is strictly outdoor, uh, the outdoor does play a very large role in the things that they sell just because of where they live over in Manchester. And it's important to have that in everyday lives. Uh, they were also doing this way before the whole Gorpcore trend, dare I say the word Gorp on the podcast, but they have been. Um, they specialize in brands like CMF Outdoor Garment, Kale, Archival Reinvent, and Norbit Hiroshi and Ozawa, and many others, of course. They've had a huge impact on the UK menswear scene, um, I would venture to say, just from what I've seen, more than many, many other stores in the last two years. Um, wider fits, technical clothing... Uh, brands that you know you don't really find often in the UK or even in the US over here have all been brought to light by the good people at this thing of ours. Uh, although they are a UK-based company, they do ship globally and have a lot of happy customers in the US in particular. Hint, hint, wink, wink. So go check them out at thisthingofours.co.uk. Just browse the store, see all the sick items they have in there. Um, if you're in the area, Go check out the store. I've heard it's amazing. Again, sadly, I uh, wasn't able to go, but it is sort of like Narnia to me. Um, need to get back there and just check out the store at some point. But again, thank you to the good people at This Thing of Ours for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Who's going to stop me? Welcome back to the Trees and Nylon podcast. I am your host, Trees and Nylon, and I'm joined today by Nicole McLaughlin or whatever. I mean, probably never heard of her. Probably not like not a big deal to anyone or anything, but uh, no, no, of course, you get a true intro. Uh, the deity of DIY and Colorado's newest creative, uh, Nicole, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for this one. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we were talking about this for a while and we actually made yes. it happen. <laughs> yes, it is. It's been a trend recently for me to say like, oh, you know, I finally got you. I finally like cornered you and made you do the podcast. But for you, it's it's actually the opposite because you were actually messaging me a ton, just like like begging me, like, I'll pay you. Please let me on. <laughs> like, how much, like you sent me a blank check. I don't know how you got my address, but you sent me a blank check. And you like fill it out whatever number I need to be on. Whatever and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, listen, listen, I don't have a price. Um, but yeah, you, you, anyway, well, yeah, you're here now, which is what matters. <laughs> Way to make it sound like I'm just so thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> oh I mean, it's, uh, the Trees and Island podcast is an experience yeah. not many people can say that they've had. So you had, you had to do whatever it took I to get on. And I understand. Well, I've had a few friends on here and I've listened to theirs and I was yeah, like, yeah. how can I get on this? Well, you, you did a good job. You did a good job. Kidnapping my sister was a little far, but I really like, I, I respect the dedication to it. And oh honestly, God. like the fingers can be sewn back on. So it's fine. Well, <laughs> I'm excited for this. This is going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. Um, Nicole, for anyone who doesn't know, how would you describe yourself? 
Um, good question. Um, well, I'm, I don't know, a designer, I guess. I make stuff. I do a lot of outdoor activities. Um, I enjoy making things and trying things uh, and taking pictures of things. So I don't know. I guess that's like a decent way to describe it. Um, I'm sure I'll, I'll explain a little bit more about what I do uh, in further detail. But all in all, I guess I'm just like a maker of things. Yeah, a maker thing. That's a good, that's a little a taste. That's an appetizer of what will come eventually when we get into more of the more of the podcast um and getting into the podcast as i'm sure you're aware there are two questions and you have to choose between the first one that you wanted to go on trees or nylon Mm, i don't know i was thinking about those like what i was going to pick beforehand i was like i'll get some side in the moment i think Mm. i'll go i'll go trees first i think i should of course (laughs) why not i mean why wouldn't you um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Patrice, we're going to be working through a past, present, and future progression with both these topics. So tell me a little bit about your past with kind of going outside and appreciating nature, or maybe not appreciating it and having to go outside. For some people, that's the case. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think it was really important to me growing up. I was definitely a kid that loved going outside, um, big you know, play in the dirt and get hurt kind of kid. Of course. Um, I was like the kid that was always in the cast. Like, oh, you, know, you were that one. I was the you kid. You were that kid. I'd be like, school. you come back from summer and like, like there's like a full on cast or like a broken mm-hmm. nose or whatever. That yeah. was Did you ever break yeah. your nose? Oh yeah. I got, <laughs> I got absolutely rocked the summer going into my freshman year of high school. I got into a really bad surfing accident and oh, I completely sick, like though. rocked my, the side of my face. I broke like my orbital socket and my oh, nose. My I had Lord. to get like, like surgery and like I tore a bunch of shit in my eye (laughs) so I pulled up to like my first day of my freshman year of high school with like a like two black eyes and like a cast on my nose and yeah it was just from like smacking the water too hard or you hit someone or I rode the wave in like I don't know I just kind of like fell a little bit weird and like my board like jerked back like like, I had like the toggle on and everything Mm -hmm. and it just yeah, it hit me pretty bad. And I was like super concussed in the water, but I was like, I was like awake enough to know, like if I like pass out right here now, I'm probably going to drown. And it was like, it was like past six o'clock or whatever. So there wasn't lifeguards. So I was like, uh-huh, I was there with like family and stuff, obviously, because I was younger, but mm. I don't think people realized at first, like what had happened. So I was like waving my arms and they thought that I was like cheering. <laughs> And I was like half unconscious, like, and also bleeding in the water is like terrible, like trigger warning, I guess, or blood. But like, I, cause it just like made everything look way worse. I like went like this and there was just like blood everywhere. But yeah, that was, that was pretty bad. That was a bad part. But. I mean, I was going to say, I also was the accident kid, but I just tore my ACL. <laughs> it oh, wasn't well, that's, a, that's like the kid that, that, that I always felt bad for kids that that happened to, cause that's like really early for that to happen in your pro. life. I could have gone pro. <laughs> If it yeah, wasn't for the ACL. All, all the things <laughs> that could have happened. Um, but yeah, that was kind of that's like a good uh summary of like my childhood in terms of like the outdoors. It was very like adventurous. I was always like I grew up skiing. Um, mm. it was an expensive sport, so I didn't do it very often, but my mom enjoyed taking me out. And then 
I switched to snowboarding, which I still do quite a bit of. Um, so I was doing that. I mean, I'm from New Jersey, so like the skiing mm. there isn't anything like super crazy. <laughs> and now I've like gone to other places where they're like, oh, let's just go, you know, for a casual ski. And it's like in BC. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck, you don't, <laughs> you're not like from the East Coast and it's not just ice. Um, but yeah, I loved, I don't know. I just love being outside. But also I know we'll get into more of the making stuff later, but I think that's also really like those things kind of coincided. Um, I also, this is kind of a weird anecdote, I guess, but I also love to make my own casts, <laughs> ah. which is really funny too. Cause I like always was getting hurt and I was like, Oh, yeah. what if I tried to like make my own cast? And so I did. And so I was like, just like for fun or. Yeah. Cause I was like, so curious about how, like, cause I was always in a cast. I was like, how is this uh-huh. made? And so I was like teaching myself, like, essentially paper macheing my own cast and stuff which is kind of strange but um I did I wanted to be um an orthopedist so that's sort of but I it was all because I love being outside no it didn't work out (laughs) (laughs) I definitely wasn't smart enough to go that route um but yeah a lot of a lot of outdoor memories definitely like some of my first and best memories is like being a kid outside um and some of my earliest memories also with clothing too so little little sneak peek of the nylon um do you have like a moment like a eureka moment that was like oh like i really like because i know okay I'll, i'll put it into context i always went outside as a kid also it's been like all my time barefoot running through other people's backyards as a kid the first time I really had like a oh wow I like I really care about nature moment was um when I was like 15 16 something like that uh where I was in Yellowstone I was like wow this is beautiful and I love nature and it was like it was always something that I cared about but never like you know I like the sunset the sky looks pretty today that kind of thing but it was never like this is like life-changing did you ever have a moment like that Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it came a little bit later. I'd say like when Mm -hmm. I started to travel a bit more, I always like appreciated nature and I loved, I don't know. I just loved getting out in it and like being, I I just remember summertime, like as a kid, like it was the best memories, but there wasn't, maybe not as like a child, like a specific moment. But now when I look back at it, I can like smell like the summer air and like grass and all that kind of stuff. So I do feel like they were I didn't know it at the time, but it was like super pivotal to be Mm -hmm. able to have access to the outdoors. Um, And then it wasn't, I think it was probably like in college because like I went where I went to school, there was like a ton of nature there. And I actually had like, I feel like I'm making myself sound like I'm like accident prone, but like when I got to college, that was like also like a super love hate thing with nature because I ended up getting Lyme disease in college. So that's a whole other thing. But that was another thing where it's like nature is like so beautiful, but also can like completely attack your body. So it's like, how did you get, how'd you get Lyme? Um, I played lacrosse in college and so I was doing a lot of like traveling and doing a lot of outdoor stuff. I don't know. I just got, I guess I got a tick and it was apparently it was in my hair. So I never Uh saw it and it attacked like my neck and like my whole body. Um, but I think it's like kind of a similar thing. It was like my experience with the ocean, which was very humbling. And then like my experience in the outdoors has always been kind of like, like that love hate in terms of like I love it so much but why does it hate me (laughs) essentially and so 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think I was in college when I had that moment where I was like, you know, nature is, is super beautiful and it's really important for me to have this, um, as like, you know, an outlet, a mental outlet to be able to just like go out and, and do things. And there was points, you know, now where I've lived in places that haven't had that outdoor accessibility mm-hmm. and I definitely have taken it. Yeah, for granted <laughs> at points, um, but also just makes me like, you know, just, yeah, definitely appreciate it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Nice. In retrospect, looking back on it, especially, yeah, I mean, I could understand being away from all of it because I don't think I've ever lived away from nature. I've just kind of lived around my area I grew up in. So mm-hmm. I was never really removed from nature that much. And I've only like found more places, honestly, as I've gotten more and more into this whole going outside thing so yeah I mean I feel like it's it's such a motivation I can imagine for what you're doing now to like talk to people and and get put on to some like really truly amazing places that aren't even you know sometimes it doesn't have to be that far away and that's what I find that like you know there there are places that you can go to to get that nature fix and Mm. it could be a park could be somewhere like super local and um it's just important sometimes to be able to get out and i think we do tend to spend so much time indoors and like Mm. that's what i like i miss that as my younger self is that i was always just trying to like you know at the end of the day i needed to get outside i need to burn off that energy versus just like sitting on the couch and like Mm. burning it off watching like tv or something yeah yeah I, I agree like I just came back from a trip to the Smokies with my buddies and before that we were all like texting the group chat like you know we should probably go on like a like an overnight or something before the Smokies just like you know test out gear that we just got or something like that like everyone had the bug of like we need to like get out there again like we were really itching for it and that happens you know every month or so after if we haven't like you know gone on a hike or like been camping or something is like, yeah, we should probably just like go do something out, yeah. you know, something adventurous outside. Um, yeah. And it's just like, it becomes habit and you kind of get not addicted, but it just becomes, mm, I don't know the word addicted is the best thing I could think of. You just want, you just want it again, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like that the one like constant of me outdoors, no matter where I've lived um, mm-hmm. has been running. <laughs> And I feel like not a lot of people know that about me, but like, I love running and I've always, I've always done sports that allowed me to be running a lot. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. particularly love playing lacrosse, but I love the fact that my position, I was in midfield. So I was like always running. running. Um, And I, I, I mean, I did track and stuff like that, but I liked running for like, you know, doing some other thing that was happening while running. Um, but when I was living in, like when I went to college, I was running there, I was playing lacrosse there. And then when I went to Boston, I was running a ton there. And then I still found a way to make running work when I was in New York. It was kind of crazy. It was a lot of like stopping (laughs) and going, but, um, it was still like, you would go, in like the evening when like things mm. were super chill and like you would just go out and like or a night run or something and it was just mm. something about it really connects you and I think that's like what I have found to be an outlet for me um is that like if I'm just like so stressed out with work or whatever then like that's that's what I know I need to go do that and if I haven't ran for a while and like I'm feeling super anxious I'm like okay I need to get outside <laughs> like mm. I need to really like that's saying that everyone's like it's like touch some grass like that's literally exactly like, I, I, touch I some grass that. I feel that. <laughs> Touch grass. Um, do you know what grounding is? 
No. <laughs> You're familiar with the term grounding? Okay. So okay. We're gonna we're gonna go deep. Do you know what do you know who Liver King is? No, I don't, I don't know oh, what you're man. Nicole, do I have a story for you? Oh, this is a little sidebar. I'll, I'll be as quick as I can. Basically, okay. he's this guy who he is really good at marketing himself on Instagram or his team or whatever it is. Um, and basically, he is like a caveman that lives in like a giant mansion in Texas. But that's besides the point. Um, he's like a caveman who eats raw meat. And he lives by these tenets of like like basically trying to revert yourself to what a caveman was like. Um, and th- there's a lot of issues with him. I think that he's a fraud because he's <laughs> definitely like, when he's like eating from me and lives in a mansion and is okay. Yeah. 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 Keep going. Like, I'm, I'm he, very interested. <laughs> he is jacked to hell. He is ripped, but he's definitely like on sauce. Like he's yeah. definitely on steroids, but uh, he denies it all the time. He's like, no, I don't do steroids, but his skin is so red. And like, there's no way a human could look like that without being on some sort of steroid. But anyway, that's scared of him. I don't know. You should look him up. Go look him up on Instagram. You can look him up. Okay, wait. What What am I looking at? Also, he has like a million followers. Who is watching? Yeah, he has a million followers. Yeah. (gasps) Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He's definitely. You know what I mean? He's jacked. He's so strong, but also like. Why is he okay? Well, interesting. So, why we? Mm. What's your? What is the connection to? Dude, what was I talking about? Oh, grounding, grounding, grounding. I was like, if you're trying to relate me to this person, no, 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 no one's like this guy. Okay. Uh, yeah, he also like eats raw organs all the time. That's what he says is really important is to eat raw organs. Um. And and every time I wish he eats, that people could see like my reaction to this. <laughs> I'm really I'm really stressed after looking at that it's pretty crazy but one last thing about him before I move on um he every time he eats testicles for anyone that does follow him and knows about him every time he eats testicles which he's done a few times he looks super uncomfortable and just like next time you see him post a video of it because he will do it again um just look at his face and his like eyes start back and forth and he really like shakes his head and he's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep 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 and he's just like really uncomfortable just, like, eating forcing them. himself to want like yeah he doesn't actually want to like he has to he has to force himself to eat them but anyway one of the things that he teaches like his little cult i guess of people is that you need to like touch grass basically and a lot of what he says is good in like moderation you know like you know eat healthy foods like locally like don't eat pesticides or processed foods as much as you can. That, that, that's all good advice, right? But then he takes it to an extreme. But one of the things is grounding, which is like touch grass every once in a while with like your bare feet. And I like that idea. I think it's good. That's what grounding is. Is like it's it's some like spiritual connection between like you and the earth by just like touching it with your bare feet. Okay, I that's, like that. That's it. I'll take yeah. it. I'm gonna take do that. Take that. <laughs> I'm not going to follow his journey to the team, but I will, I'll, I'll participate I'm in the need, grounding I'm going to need like a pair of slippers made out of liver and <laughs> testicle. If you could get that by oh next month, God. that'd be awesome. <laughs> That's the collab of the year. That would be crazy. Imagine. Oh my God. I'm scared of him. I'm so scared. <laughs> okay. Well, that- well anyway interesting grounding um, grounding recommendation for us um, <laughs> of course. but yeah it definitely it definitely is an 
necessity and has become a necessity in like my process for mm-hmm. this work and everything mm-hmm. as well. Um, Cause like, I don't know, it's hard to separate the trees from the nylon for me. I have to say, oh, because good. like very it's, good. it's both for me, mm-hmm. like being in nature and like being prepared for nature inspires yeah. the pieces I make mm-hmm. and vice versa. So it's kind of like one informs the other and, it's yeah, it's a nice little mix of both. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess like my relationship with the outdoors has always been good, but has like continued to evolve and the sports, I guess, that I've been getting into. So like mm-hmm. climbing. So I discovered climbing, I guess, in like, I don't know, 2015, 2016. Oh. And I I wish that I had found it when I was a kid. Like, I think I would have loved climbing. And that was mm-hmm. not like, that wasn't really a thing. Cause like where I lived in New Jersey, I lived like 20 minutes outside of New York city. So it was like, there wasn't boulders outside and like indoor rock climbing is like what you did up for like a birthday party. It wasn't like mm-hmm. an extracurricular. Um, and so I guess like finding climbing was a huge moment for me just like because once I graduated from college and like wasn't playing team sports anymore um I just loved I just loved team sports I loved the idea of competing but mostly just against myself I'm very like personal best and I'm always trying to like kind of push myself to do things and you know see what see I guess what is possible and so when I found climbing it was cool because it was very personal best for me and I could like you know have that outlet where I was like working out but I was like using my brain <laughs> while I was exercising yeah. so, yeah, so I much agree. focused on like the that was like I had to be like locked in and like you know problem solving and I think problem solving is like a huge another huge thing in my life and kind of goes from both ends of the trees and the nylon too. So we'll get into that later, but like, um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like climbing was just everything that I wanted in a sport. And once I found that, that like completely just like changed everything for me. Like I, I just absolutely am addicted to it. Nice. I recently, when I was in the UK, I went bouldering for the first time, probably in like five years, honestly, if not more, probably five. Yeah. That sounds about right. And you know, I, I did it at summer camp when I went and I would like rock climb sometimes, but it was nothing like crazy. Uh, and I didn't know like the culture around it or anything. And then obviously everyone who's in this scene does boulder or rock climb in some form. So I got to see everyone else doing it. I was like, Oh, I want to do it. Did it in the UK. I was like, this is sick. Came back here and has like, I do it every week now with my buddy. There's like a gym that does free like college nights on Mondays. And so I'm not in college anymore. Don't tell them, but I'll show them my student ID and be like, yeah, here you go. And they'll be like, all right, cool. Um, And so, yeah, it's just really fun. I'm not very good at it. Like the most I've ever done has probably been like a V4. Um, That's good. That's fun. fun. It's fun. I mean, it's just good. It's just a good sport to like get into. And I, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people think that climbing is like, for a very specific body type and like it's you know you have to have a bunch of upper body strength and I just feel like 
I have been bringing so many friends that like would never try climbing into Mm. the gym or like to the crowd or whatever. And they're finding that it's like, actually, you know, you can use your height to your advantage, whether you're short or tall, you can use your body weight, you know, your strength. If you have like more leg strength, like that's a really good thing to have in climbing. So like, I mean, I feel like it's, it's actually more of an inclusive sport than when, than what people think. Um, but it is just getting people to want to try it and see, you know, how they feel about it. And I feel like it's one of those sports that becomes like super addicting if you do like it, because it's just like, you can always be, you know, improving or doing something better. Or like, if you're not into it for like that aspect of it, for me, it was like a social thing as well. I met Mm -hmm. so many great friends just from climbing, um, the in, yeah, exactly and like it's it just the improvement too like I think that's what gets people especially newer climbers like you see your improvement super fast um which at points I know every climber will experience this where it's like you plateau and then it gets super mm-hmm. frustrating for a bit but like you within like your first couple months of climbing you'll skyrocket and you'll go from doing like vbs v0s to like v3s and it's like a really exciting moment mm-hmm. and then you know things will kind of level the out for a little bit. <laughs> you might get some like tendonitis or something and then you know but you just push through it but it's yeah it's been such an amazing sport nice um well carrying on to what you do nowadays since we've, we've already talked about bouldering climbing all that good stuff what else and running as well mm-hmm. uh is there any other outdoor activity that you do to kind of connect with nature nowadays um biking i'm like mm. really 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 into biking um which is something i kind of recently got back into because i didn't really bike in new york it was a little stressful for me <laughs> as in like close calls there but um yeah I've been I mean I just moved to Colorado so big big moves big nature energy (laughs) nature (laughs) energy of course happening here um which is like really cool and also like really relaxing I mean I guess I just haven't been this relaxed in a while um Mm. so that feels really nice to like get out and the evening I mean it's where I'm living is like super super beautiful mountain views and I'm just taking it all in and I'll get on my bike and like go out for a bit, listen to some music. Um, and I'm going to take a mountain biking class this Ooh. summer, which I'm really stoked about. I've done it a little bit before, but I don't trust myself here enough. Like I said, mm-hmm. like injury prone, I really got to like <laughs> watch it. So uh, I'm going to hopefully learn from some better people. But yeah, definitely, definitely biking and excited to get into some outdoor activities out here for like climbing some trail running that kind of stuff running here is pretty crazy the altitude Mm. is like wild yeah yeah have you like fully adjusted to the Um, new altitude i think so it's hard to tell i mean there's still things that like affect like you don't realize it but like i opened a new tube of toothpaste last night and it exploded like things like that will happen here um Mm. when i was like unpacking our like uh you know kitchen stuff i like opened a bottle of sriracha that exploded so like the pressure really does make a difference and baking and like boiling water is like different so i don't know i I guess like i'll get used to it but i was like certain things i wasn't really like prepared for i guess yeah I was in, I went to Denver and then like the Rocky Mountains for just like a day and a half with my mom. 
And I didn't like, she was like, Oh, you know, you might get altitude sickness, like blah, blah, blah. Like be prepared. Like she was really hyping it up. Like I was going to be really awful. I didn't really feel anything. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I was there for long enough maybe to develop that. Or maybe I'm just like, like built, maybe I'm like liver King. I'm just built different. You're just built different. You must be. <laughs> I mean, some people are like, my sister is like pretty sensitive to things like that. And we came to Colorado when we were kids and she got super bad altitude sickness. She was oh messed up for like a, a few days. Um, but yeah, I think it, it depends on like your body or if you're like, um, you know, compromised or something, which was funny because like we were talking about right before we started the podcast I arrived in Colorado like on the plane and was hit with COVID like slapped in the face with COVID like upon arrival here um so I do feel like maybe the altitude plus COVID wasn't a great cocktail so I was a little bit messed up for a bit but all good now we made it through you know what I mean hopefully you never get COVID again and yeah. so maybe you just, you went through all of your altitude sickness, if you even had it in that moment <laughs> and it just made the COVID worse, yeah. but now you don't have to, you just, you just got it all out of the way I just now, got it all you know? out, which exactly. is good. That's exactly. how I, that's how I like to do things. Just yeah. Just me all double way. Yeah. <laughs> Built different here, you know. <laughs> Built different. That's, that's true efficiency right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, nice. Well, we've gone over, I think past present unless there's something else that you do besides running biking rock climbing there's no surfing in colorado no which is probably for the best (laughs) but um yeah i don't know i mean i'll I'll try anything like i love i love sports i'll do tennis i do that Ah. kind of stuff yeah actually you know would love to do (laughs) is join (laughs) like like a adult like kickball league or Ooh. like a softball league or something. like they they have that like right yeah, by yeah. where our place is and like our place is like right on this beautiful bike path and i, I don't know mm. i'm just like basking in all this nature <laughs> but there's like a field over there and i always see like on like a, during the week there'll be like people in like their 20s and 30s like drinking like hard seltzer and playing kickball nice. and i'm like how do i get involved in this like <laughs> this is what I need. So that maybe that'll be my thing that and mountain biking. But other than that, I'll stick to what I know. <laughs> Sweet. I was going to ask you earlier when you're talking about lacrosse, did you ever play the beautiful game, aka football, aka soccer? Oh, no, you'd be, I mean, I think you'd be surprised because I feel like there's a lot of similarities between the two and because I loved running so much, but I like anytime I was near a soccer ball, I would get like absolutely rocked in the face with the ball. And I just like, didn't ever want to, I just like didn't love it. Did you ever get hit by a lacrosse ball? Oh yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. I mean, we had like goggles, but like guys, guys lacrosse, like they wore like all this pads and stuff like that. And like women's lacrosse, like nothing. Absolutely. Well, actually I have kind of a funny story. So (laughs) my senior year, junior year of high school, um, we, our lacrosse team was like a hot mess and like people just kept quitting and it was just like, like there, we would never have like rest. Like we would always like we played essentially the whole game because we didn't have enough people to like, you know, take breaks. And our goalie quit like halfway through the season. And so we had to rotate like being goalie, <laughs> which like I was not built for that like at all. And so they put like the pads and stuff on us, but still like that shit really hurt when you got hit with the ball. I was goalie like the week before my prom. So like my prom, I had bruises <laughs> just like all over me. 
No. It was crazy, but it was oh, funny. No. I had a, actually low-key kind of liked being goalie that day. <laughs> it was really scary though. <laughs> that sounds like hell to me. Just like, because yeah. already being a goalie in soccer is I was going to say, did you play soccer? Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's why I ask. Okay. I, I played it all throughout life until college, basically. But, um, you know, two ACLs to show yeah. for it. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a really <laughs> um, rough one. Yeah, dude, one of them was at tryouts. Ooh. I tore my ACL at tryouts, which was awful. And then Did the you, guy like, pushed they, through to like show that you're like, tough. no, I fell to the ground. <laughs> I couldn't walk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's good. <laughs> and then the coach was like, you know, you would have made the top team. And I was like, nice. <laughs> nice to know. <laughs> Like that doesn't help me. <laughs> that did not help me. No. Um, Does it affect you still, like for climbing or anything? Do you feel it? No, actually, this is funny. I get to tell an accident story now. It's my okay. turn. Well, I, yeah, I've told enough. I feel like that was like oversharing of how many accidents. <laughs> no, been, it's so good. I think now. I've I think I've told this one before, but back in 2016, I got in a car crash coming home from a soccer game. Actually, oh. um, with me and my two friends, I was driving. Lady on the wrong side of the road hit us i swerved to the right and in america we drive on the right so you know lots lots of uk viewers i know my analytics um uh i swerved to the right and so i like took the full hit of of like her hitting me um and so i all like the center console and stuff came in towards me so i like you know got this giant scar down the arm arm. yeah That's broke cool. broke yeah. my arm broke my wrist i have like scar on my wrist too you can't it doesn't show up very well it kind of does I like the yeah, yeah right there um pretty awful got nerve damage had to retrain my hand to work you know i had to like bend all my fingers and like oh. grab stuff and pick it up you is know it that, still like stuff. numb or something if you touch it or is um it- my pinky the inside of my pinky still like when i like go like that i can like feel it down my um mm-hmm. palm when I rub the inside of my pinky and fill it down my palm, but for the most part, it's fine. Today, actually, my like whatever this is on the inside of my wrist, like just hurt and it was swollen. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. I took some ibuprofen and call it a day. It'll probably be fine. Push through it. Yeah, cheaper. I have I have gabapentin still. It's definitely expired, but I have it still if it really gets bad. So yeah. whatever, it is what it is. But yeah, that that's my accident story of um. Well, that's bad getting in it getting getting into it yeah i don't know how that started or why i segued into that but this is what it is well glad that you're all right yeah, i'm doing good i'm doing good the lady the lady didn't go to jail but she lost her license because I'm- she had a seizure but she wasn't taking her medicine because the medicine made her gain weight so she she stopped taking it oh oh wow yeah. that's yeah damn well yeah, she's a bad person but it's yeah, okay that's, that's that's really selfish um <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, that's wild. I'm glad that everything's all right. And the other people in the car, I'm assuming, were okay. And... No, they both died. No, no, they're fine. Oh, <laughs> they're fine. They're fine. Oh my God. I was like, holy shit, I feel horrible. No, I'm a hero. I saved both yeah. of them. Yeah. You I did. saved both their lives. The kid yeah. in the back passenger seat broke his pelvis and his wrist because he oh. wasn't wearing his shoulder belt, just his lap belt. So he got torqued around by the car when we spun because we did like a full 180. And he got like spun around. He threw his hand out to like stop himself and he broke his wrist and he like broke his pelvis. Yeah. Wear your seatbelts. Yeah. <laughs> so that guy yeah, in the passenger yeah. seat got like glass in his ear and that's it. Oh man. Wow. Yeah. That's really horrible. Well, there's your seatbelt story. <laughs> yeah. Glad you're all right. 
friends. Nice. <laughs> Wear your seatbelt. It's very important. You don't want to die because you probably would have died. And check for ticks and like don't go check surfing for ticks. and like don't go surfing. <laughs> Um, I broke both my arms when I was six falling off of my bike at the same time, both my arms at the same time. Uh, oh, so God. make sure when you're on a ramp, you don't stop at the top of the ramp. You have enough momentum to keep going forward, uh, or else you'll fall and you might break both of your wrists. Um, if don't plant your foot and then twist your knee because you'll tear your ACL. Uh, okay. So then we're the same. We're both the accident. <laughs> yeah. That I, phrase, I, I you're acting much, yeah. like, Oh damn. But I was like, you're, you're, you're actually- I mean, what you said was crazy. Like the whole face. I never did oh, anything that was, in my face. That was wild though. I mean, I'm lucky. I like have a face. So I was like <laughs> gnarly. The only thing is like my, there's a scar on my eyebrow, but you wouldn't really, I guess, be able to tell. Yeah. I also have a scar on my eyebrow. Crooked, but the, everyone, I feel like so many people have scars in their eyebrows and like some of them, like you don't even know what it's from. Like, I feel like it's like a common, like little kid thing is to like hit yourself in the eyebrow and like bust it open. Smack yourself in the head on a sharp yeah. edge and just yeah. have no hair growing there. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, future. Derailed this. Yeah, let's talk okay. about the future trees. Let's talk about um, what do you want to do in the future going outside? I mean, you've already talked about you want to get into mountain biking. Mm-hmm. What else is there? Um, definitely a lot more climbing and like, nice. you know, exploring a bit in different areas, different countries, possibly. I'm going to be back in Squamish in August for Climbing Academy, which I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to for Arteryx. I went last year and I was doing some fun rappelling and some like multi-pitch stuff. So that was cool. Um, yeah, I want to do some like deep water soloing uh i was talking to my friend ashima we want to do some ice climbing so definitely some different Sick. types of climbing um and i've been doing like mainly sport climbing so it'd be great to do some more trad stuff especially mm-hmm. in colorado i mean there's a lot for me to explore like in new york we would take some trips upstate and like do the gunks and like you Shout know the gunks or, yeah shout out the gunks hey listen local it's a good good site it's always a good crew there it can get a little <laughs> chaotic but uh piling everybody into the car with crash pads and stuff but um <laughs> but yeah and then i would also love to go to utah um mm. i want to go climbing at this place called joe's <laughs> all my friends go there and they're like you have to come so that should be an upcoming trip that i should probably be going on sometime this year um i'm going to alaska Ooh, so that's later sick. like in the winter which i'm like really Ooh, excited about maybe not. Like, <laughs> no well so they were like you don't have to come in the winter and i was like no but i i want to experience it and i was oh, like yeah? i have a lot of gore-tex so like let's put it to use <laughs> um and yeah so i'm going to anchorage alaska i'm doing like some work there which is kind of random but I'll be there in the winter, but then I'll also be back there in like the summer. So I'll get to experience get both, both of it. So that's, that's kind of the future, but definitely, I mean, I love, I love traveling. I love mm-hmm. exploring and going to other countries and stuff. I'd love to climb in Japan. That would be mm. amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely a, a lot of future climbing trips, but then also, you know, some hiking and I don't know kayaking like some some chill stuff too it doesn't always have to be extreme <laughs> just like a nice walk somewhere yeah just to take a walk maybe just like a nice walk that's that sounds hard. like a good idea i like that yeah 
<laughs> Listen, I the amount of nature that I've been like there was a snake outside of my of, I don't know what this is condo apartment. It was okay. like we have we okay. That's the other thing I have like it's so a home, home, Nicole. It's a home. It's I have like home. I have a home now because I have a garage. <laughs> like I'm like what. I know it's really <laughs> weird like because I've been living in like you know apartment buildings mm. that kind of stuff for a while so it's nice to like I have like three floors like I have like wow. separation I mean I'm gonna flex. brag about it because I'm stoked <laughs> I'm like wow I have like actual space to like put stuff but mm-hmm. I still have my New York studio though because I have a feeling that at some point I love my nature I love all of it I love my garage um, but I will get the itch to be back in New York. I am very sure of, so I still have my <laughs> studio there and hopefully, and my, my little climbing wall set up there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'll get back there eventually. <laughs> Can't, but you gotta, you gotta switch them up. You gotta set new routes on it. Yeah, I know. Well, so I have a, I got the connect with grasshopper. And so it's, mm. it actually connects to my phone now. So you can set routes on it, which is cool. What? So, yeah, it's you can like, set roots on your phone. Yeah, it lights up. It's really cool. It's very bougie. I like it, like when I talk about it, but I'm like, it's only because they're really nice and very generous to me, and I've like completely hooked it up. But shout out Grasshopper because Grasshopper is like a real one for coming to my studio and like making my wall fully, you know, electric and everything. So, That's crazy. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, when you come to New York, you'll have to go and test it out. I'll have to just give me the the key. Yeah, you're good. You can water <laughs> my plants. You can yeah, use yeah, the sewing sure. machines. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I'll just dust. I'll dust in there. <laughs> yeah. Get the climbing wall for a second. <laughs> Anytime. Awesome. Thank you for that. Um, well, I guess this is kind of a stretch of a segue, but we're talking about climbing walls, which is somewhat like nylon because not outdoors but made of materials that are not organic cool uh let's talk about the past (laughs) i am the master of those let's talk a little bit about your past um with getting dressed putting on fits what's it like um well i mean i guess i don't know clothes were like not something i really i guess overly thought of when I was younger it definitely like dressed myself and was like kind of strange I was like really into hardcore music I still am really into hardcore music mm. um and like the inner emo oh. Nicole is very much in there um okay. but I guess that was like my intro to clothing like I don't know I love like skateboarding I love I loved skater boys mostly. So like was definitely <laughs> was definitely into that. Um, and so like I don't know, but also like I liked skating, I surfed, and like I said, and so like I was always into like that kind of stuff. And then I wore out outerwear brands, but not because like I was like interested in outerwear, but like I said, I would go like skiing or like be outside. So I wear Columbia jackets, always mm. Columbia mm. jackets and like loyal. Air- Airwalks, because oh. sure. like I don't know, knockoff brands of like yeah, skate shoes, but mm-hmm. um, and then I don't know, wear Vans a lot, but I, I don't know. I guess like I never, 
I was never like a kid that was like, I wasn't like a sneaker head or like, I never like wore like fancy Nikes or anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like now kids are like, so they're so well-dressed or like, no, like have like fingers on the pulse where they know like what's going on. And I guess it's just because like TikTok and everything, like they can mm-hmm. style themselves, but I'm like, I don't know what I was like putting together. Like I was just whatever yeah. worked and like whatever was comfortable usually, which yeah. kind of yeah. still makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, I loved like band tees. I like, there's like a, my ID card photo from like high school. It was like probably around the time that my face was all like messed up. I was wearing like a Chiodos t-shirt and like, I love that picture. Cause like, it's still really relevant. Cause like I still listen to that band and like would still wear that t-shirt today. Um, so yeah, she's, she's still, I I'm doing it for her, you know? <laughs> the emo Um, nicole that lives inside and then like college nicole was not she was boring and she was she was pretty basic she was i was just like playing sports and like Mm. i don't know just wearing whatever but like i guess fashion was always like something that i like guess i thought of in a way but it was less of like that's not always like really how I expressed myself I'd say Mm. I was always like very creative though for sure like I was always making things I wasn't like necessarily clothes that I was making but I was always like doing photography or like making videos or making like YouTube videos or something when I was younger and like videos Oh yeah. <laughs> Do those exist still? No, they definitely don't <laughs> exist still. Wiped clean, I hope. Okay. Not even gone, not even just unlisted, just gone. Oh my god. Well, okay, so I had a really interesting uh high school experience that okay. got me into making like videos and stuff, but I had um a deaf boyfriend for most mm. of my high school career. Very so, inclusive of you. Um, well, I mean, it was like, I had like a, like a really cool group of friends that were deaf. I mean, my, one of my best friends is hard of hearing and Mm. he introduced me to this amazing group of, you know, people that were all fully deaf. And so I got really interested in sign language and then I met this guy and skater guy, of course. So I was like, yeah, I want to learn sign language and like just teach myself how to do it. Like not, I don't know. I didn't really know like how intense it was going to be to learn it. And so I just, I just was like always hanging out with them and like reading books and like watching videos of people signing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that became like a huge part of my personality and and actually like my life. And like, I chose the college I wanted to go to because of that. And like, I mean, that's why I was like, I feel like my attention wasn't so much on like wow. what I wore, but it was like, that was like my entire high school time was like being wow. with all these deaf people. That's <laughs> and pretty like, crazy speaking in sign language yeah can you so, still can you still speak yeah sign? I, I can say hi my name is nicole um so i mean i i can if someone wanted to if someone's listening to this and they know sign language hit me up because <laughs> i would love to speak to someone there's actually there's a guy that works at the grocery store that's deaf and so i found i found a friend that i could speak sign language to but nice. um but yeah i mean i feel like that was like more of like my attention when i was younger like end up going it was like funny because i was like really into music and really into like deaf people (laughs) so it was like kind of an interesting mix of like Mm -hmm. I would go to like hardcore shows and then hang out with like a bunch of people that couldn't hear um and so yeah I mean that was like a a big part of my life and then like I said I like chose the university I went to uh because I was going to study speech language pathology which Mm -hmm. I did for a bit 
That's what my mom um, did. Oh, really? Yeah. What uh, what type, like, where did she go with it? What she went, she went to, she would go to hospitals and, like, teach people who, um, like, had brain injury, like, traumatic brain injuries. And she ah. would teach them how to speak, swallow, spit, like, yeah. teach them to use their mouth again, basically. Yeah, yeah, that that was always interesting to me. Like, that was kind of, like, the route that I was thinking or it would go, like, interpreting Mm-hmm. Um, but it became very much about like it was very like uh sciencey and like phonetics mm, and like all that too kind of stuff. And, like, for you. Yeah, and like that, I was just like not a very good student. Like I was just create I was like definitely a creative brain, and that's why I was like mm-hmm. making videos because I was making yeah. like sign language videos of me oh. like signing songs and stuff oh, like that. Nice, so nice. yeah. But I mean, I think it was like, for me, like super pivotal and like, I'm really thankful for that time in my life. And that it definitely comes in handy in many ways, but I'd say just more from like a visual and like visual communication standpoint. Cause like now with my work, like I teach people and I do workshops and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, sometimes I'm teaching people in another country and we're not speaking the same language. So it's like, how can I communicate through like showing you something versus like actually telling you something? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, this is not really about clothes right now, but that was <laughs> basically what I was saying is like, I wasn't like a big, I don't know, like, fashion wasn't super, like something I was super interested in it was more mm. like uh sign language and the culture of hardcore music nice. um but nice. yeah that's pretty crazy I, yeah. yeah that's very wild um well salute to you for doing all that it's pretty interesting <laughs> um uh the next question I have talked about the workshops a little bit I wanted to do this in the past as well when did the sewing machine come into your life was mm. it post YouTube video? How many subscribers <laughs> did you have? Um, <laughs> probably like five. <laughs> I like there. Were, it was not like impressive. It was it was actually pretty funny. You're doing that, what you love, and that's what matters. I, yeah, exactly. It was a little like I was like had like a webcam, and I was like you know doing my thing. And I actually I had this like a uh, camcorder thing too that I recently. Like I still have it and I brought it back mm. and I threw like a fish eye on it and I've been using it for mm. some projects. So it's been oh, kind nice. of cool, a little like throwback. Yeah. Um, but the sewing machine came like way later. So <laughs> I uh after college, well, I guess I don't know. I don't know how in depth I feel like it doesn't have to be like a full like story of my life, but like I feel like you you've probably told this before on some other interview. This is like the boring stuff. Oh, yeah, you like to sew? Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. No, but no, I think <laughs> well, because like I was, I mean, I ended up getting an internship and working for Reebok. Uh, and so I mean, I didn't end up pursuing speech language pathology, surprise. Um, but I ended no, up going yes. more into still going into like media because I was still interested in making like videos and photography Mm. and that definitely all came from my sign language era um and then I landed this in internship apprenticeship working for Reebok uh doing graphic design um Mm. and so I was doing graphics there for a couple years um and it was just at working at Reebok that made me interested in like how clothes were made going to the factories like seeing samples seeing shoes and I was just like I wonder if I could make something like this and would take things apart and like try to put it back together and was like mm. hot gluing things stapling clothes and 
you know, <laughs> until I saw something. And then I was hand sewing everything for quite a long time. And then I learned how to use machines, which was really scary, but also cut my time in half. So I was like, I definitely <laughs> need to figure this out. So that was like, I don't know, 2018, I learned how to oh, sew. Wow. So not about, I guess now kind of long ago, but it wasn't that long ago in the grand scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay. Well, I mean, Hey, there's your answer, everyone. I hope you're happy. Yeah. I asked about the sewing everyone. Why did people ask that? Did you ask yeah. for people that like write questions? Yeah. Yeah. I have questions for you. Oh, okay. Well, I'm excited. <laughs> I usually have- ask this at the end, but, um, let's see. I like we're going, we're I'm like about... not really sticking to your format. I feel like no, it doesn't, it's fine. I apologize. You're Nicole McGoffin. You can do whatever you want. Right. <laughs> um well, I, I abide by the rules i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I um i feel like my sarcasm might not convey over <laughs> no. audio as much as it is over video um oh this is fun i'll, I'll sprinkle some questions in now oh no one asked this is why i have the podcast no one asked you how'd you get started or what was your first piece or anything you made Oh no, someone did. Shout out GN underscore TS, my boy Tang. Well, what was your first creation? Not like Instagram creation, but just like in general. What was your first ever? Like that you would claim. The first thing you would claim. That I would claim. Oof. Yeah. I mean, I was making some really, really awful stuff that was like <laughs> so smashed together. But that's where those are the pieces like that pushed me to like because I knew they were bad I knew that they didn't look good but I was like I need to keep doing this um Mm -hmm. but I'd say I made I don't know I think I've talked about this um, something before but I made a shirt out of Dover Street Market tissue paper it was like Mm -hmm. packaging Mm -hmm. and I had like kept the tissue paper because I liked the branding on it and because I was I was in graphic design so I was like I was probably just referencing that and I was like oh it reminds me of like a pattern shirt like a button-down shirt and so I just traced it over a button-down shirt and like I glued it together because there I wasn't gonna be able to sew it and it worked and I was like oh okay well that actually looks half decent I never posted it so it was like really embarrassed still by like everything that I was doing but like I was making super rudimentary things at that point I was like swapping out soles on shoes and like Mm -hmm. you know cutting up sample swatches and stuff it was like a dumpster like Reebok the, <laughs> there was just stuff everywhere and so I was like well you're gonna throw it out so I'm gonna take it and try to use it so um yeah I had a lot of fun those are those are some good times and I'm like you know sometimes I think back and I'm like I need to put myself back in that position sometimes and I do like right now I'm working I have a studio here in Colorado mm-hmm. I'm not really unpacked at it at all to be honest <laughs> like I still like I'm waiting my workbenches are supposed to come this week nice. um but I'm working on my living room floor and I was like just doing a project before where I was using a hot glue gun and I was like this feels great like this actually feels <laughs> back wonderful. to your roots yeah that's my suggestion for people like go back to your roots sometimes make things make things that don't look good it's okay mm-hmm. just learn <laughs> yeah just learn yeah. it's like you know if we're gonna relate it to nylon a little bit more make you have to start with fits that look bad mm-hmm. because if you don't ever do that you're never gonna make fits that yeah. look good 
exactly. just how it is. It's just how it's it works. Experimenting, you put know? things together that might not make sense. And like, I don't know, sometimes you'll look back at a fit and you'll be like, actually that kind of hit. Like, yeah. <laughs> when like, I that wore that like- bright orange hoodie, <laughs> that was good actually. Good. <laughs> yeah. And then you look back at some and you're like, what the, what was I thinking? But mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all right. It's all learning. It's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, speaking of learning, moving on now, uh, what have you learned and what do you wear these days? What are the fits looking like? Nylon present portion of the podcast. Uh, yeah. Perfect segue. <laughs> um, well, I wear what is usually given to me. Um, I have right, to say, I like, haven't really purchased stuff in a, in a while. Cool, cool, cool. Purposefully. Yeah, I same. mean, yeah, no, me too. I haven't purchased anything in a while. Are you being serious? <laughs> Huh? I couldn't tell if you're kidding. <laughs> I haven't purchased anything, but it's because I'm broke and not because I get free stuff. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, well, now I'm spending my money on like furnishing a house. So it's like, that's one thing. But that's sick, I've been going back to like, I mean, because I packed and that's another cool thing about moving is like you'll rediscover your entire wardrobe. So mm-hmm. I'm look, I'm starting to wear clothes that I hadn't picked up for a couple of years. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, I love like vintage stuff. I'm like a huge I'm just a collector. I love collecting like shoes and clothes and secondhand stuff um, in hopes that like I'll wear it and then later I can turn it into a project. So it's like a win win for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean working with Arteryx I've gotten flowed quite a lot of amazing stuff so I I, I wear that's like <laughs> if you're gonna send me something I'm gonna wear it like people give me really nice it's like so nice that people always are giving me stuff I also I like capped I only will accept like one gifting or like PR package a month because it's it gets to a point where it's like being in a sustainability role yeah, yeah. In, in a sense and then getting sent a bunch of you know PR stuff it feels really icky um especially yeah, a little like counterintuitive exactly and it's like it's amazing things and I'm super grateful for it but at some point I had mm. to be like hey like I feel really greedy because like I don't need this stuff and there's people that actually yeah. do need it and so I was giving it all away but then I was like but it has like my name on it and I don't want yeah. that to come back to me so at some point I like cut it off but I love supporting like my friends' businesses, like small businesses, sustainable businesses, like designers who upcycle things. Um, I mean, I there's like eBay sellers that are like friends of mine now because I've bought so much stuff from them. <laughs> I have like probably I think I the last time we looked, I have like over 600 per- purchases from eBay, <laughs> but it's from it's a mix between like <laughs> projects and like uh-huh. it's like work stuff, but also like stuff that I wear and so yeah um yeah I'm just a big collector and that's yeah but like I don't know recently I'm I wear a lot of like climbing stuff like outdoor mm-hmm. stuff I know this is kind of a gorpy <laughs> podcast <laughs> anyway but yeah I definitely like I love wearing stuff that fits well and you know suits me well for the activities that I'm doing I like mm-hmm. to be able to just like oh, I need to like get on the bike and like go to the grocery store. Like I don't need to change because like I'm already wearing something that works for that. Um, I'm wearing like these Adidas hike shoes, like the brand hike. um, Oh. From like, I don't even know. I bought them years ago and like rediscovered them. They're like back in the rotation, super random. A pair of pants from 
I think they're like needles pants that I bought like years and years ago and they're back in the rotation. I don't know. It's like weird. I like haven't really bought anything new, but I guess the brands that I've been looking at are more, I don't know. A lot. I love like La Sportiva just in general, uh, climbing, but also like hiking shoes. Really love them. They know that I love them. I told them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The big uh, question is, this is, this is a long debated topic. La Sportiva or Solomon? I mean, obviously for climbing, La Sportiva. That's not a question, but is like everyday shoe. Yeah, this is, is the thing. This is it's something I'm trying to start. I'm trying to start a rumor, but like for a brand um, or Solomon, Solomon's fallen off. I don't know. I know they own Arc'teryx or whatever. They're part of the same parent company, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I don't I know what you can talk daddy. <laughs> legally, legally, you can't say anything. But I can, Not and that's daddy. fun. That's the fun part about me. For me, I think you can say whatever um, you want. Oh yeah, and I will right now. <laughs> I, uh, I think that Solomon. I could see Solomon, and obviously this is only my opinion and not endorsed by Nicole, but um, <laughs> Solomon is like where Adidas was in 2015, mm-hmm. where they were like on top of the world. Ultra Boost were the number one best selling item, yeah. and. Um, and now we look back at it so cringy (laughs) (laughs) the xc6 is good and i think it's a timeless shoe i think it's good i think it's a classic but some of the colorways are just most of the colorways are just not there and i know that they're not catering to like the quote-unquote gorp scene they're 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 catering to the masses with these um and when they do collabs with like dsm and stuff they're really good i really like those but i can really i see them just like over making and kind of fumbling the bag. And I think La Sportiva might swoop in and take some of that market away from them. I feel, yeah. I mean, I can see your prediction. I I do find like the Solomons haven't been in my recent rotation. They've been still mm-hmm. packed in the box. They weren't, uh, well, that'll, that'll say something, I guess, without me having to <laughs> say much, but I mean, like one of my favorite collabs that I, like colorway wise, not, I wouldn't say like my ultimate favorite collab, but I love the broken arm Solomon. Mm, like yes. Ago. Those are always awesome. Every like, iteration of it. Yeah. And like, I mean, that was like exciting and felt really, you know, cool at the time I'd say. Different, and so like, yeah. I mean, but I actually, I struggled for a while to find black women's Solomon's back in like Mm. I don't know, a couple of years ago, like I was looking, I was everywhere. I was in REI every freaking day being like, when are you going to get just black ones? Cause they would always be like purple and pink. And I was like, they didn't make a men's six. And I was like, yeah, what the fuck? like it's so simple. Just make a black, all black version. And by the mm. time they did, I was like, moved on, mm. you know? So I don't know, but yeah, I mean, I'm a lost for Tiva, like through and through only because they're like climbing, but I started yeah. wearing some of like their trail running shoes and like, I don't know, just like old hiking shoes. But yeah, yeah. I was, I I used to wear either Salmon Speed Cross and I still do the Speed Cross or the uh, Organic Lab Salmons. Those are like my hiking shoes for just like, you know, trails, nothing, nothing insane. And then I've recently switched over to the Ultra Raptor too. I have like the mid version. Yeah. Those are just like, they just feel more comfortable. I mm-hmm. think they're not, the speed cross is light. And I think the Ultra Raptor 2 is pretty light also. I just, I have a very narrow foot. So I feel like La Sportiva, it might, it might be because it has like a full mid around it. I can really tighten it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just, it just feels better to me. That's just my opinion though. 
just how I yeah. feel. Yeah, I'm curious to see because I mean, I felt like also Solomon too. It's like very like oversaturated on Instagram, <laughs> like explore yeah, page. Like definitely, I just see a lot of it. But I'm like, you know what? Do yeah, whatever. Shout out I love that guy. <laughs> uh, no comment. I guess. <laughs> I don't I don't know anything about that account, but they always like post in like my Carhartt stuff. And then people were uh, always super mean on it. And I was like, all what? right, well, chill. Really? I was like, it's like a Carhartt glove, like relax. <laughs> yeah, they were like get really like like up in arms about stuff. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This is, this is, I don't know. I don't know anything really. But all I know is that account, that Instagram account was making socks. That's all I, I see that H thing all over the place. Yeah. They make socks um, and they um they collab too i think right solomon yeah no they did yeah, that's why did. i said I, shout out like they did get a collab. I was like yeah i don't know and, it was and, weird it was felt very strange to me it sold yeah. out shout out hidden hey i mean guy. listen come on the pod the consumer somewhere it might not be us but yeah can't no, hate there on were there were Maybe. there definitely were i posted on my story Bag. after after the release i went on grail then i looked up hidden solomon and I just like scrolled through all the pages of people reselling. And I looked up Organic Lab Solomon, which I know recency bias or whatever, but there's like two pairs of Organic Lab Solomon on the market. And there's like pages of hidden. Well, because hopefully people are actually wearing them and like supporting exactly. organic. That's, that's what I would hope so. You yeah. Know? I mean, I like that. I like, you know, I don't, wouldn't love to see like a product of mine being like resold on the internet, like in the mass, because I want people to like enjoy Wear it. Them and, like, and Yeah. Pre- it you know exactly um yeah i don't know but yeah i feel like i'm i'm kind of more boring than i think what people think in terms of fashion <laughs> just because it's like so much of my life um yeah i i just try to like wear things as much as i can and like you know not be like be very conscious of like my consuming habits and you know I, lo- I, I like if people make stuff and give it to me, mm-hmm. like, I love that. Like, that's yeah. the thing that like gets me the most excited is like, you like knit this hat. I'm going to wear it. <laughs> like, that's, I think that's awesome. Nice. Nice. Um, moving on to the now for mm, your life. That's related to nylon, I guess. I think that's a good way to put it. Um, Cause now you are, an Arcteryx ambassador, which we talked about a little bit. You brought it up. Um, what does that What does that mean? You uh, do workshops? Yeah? Yeah. I mean, we do a yeah. lot of stuff. I feel like there's kind of a lot of behind the scenes. Anything you can talk about, yeah. What, what can you talk about legally that you do um, for the company? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, like, not get in trouble. I mean, I'm, I'm too much of an open book, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a really interesting, I've been actually been working with them now for like two years. We only announced the partnership mm. after like oh, wow. last year, but it started a year before that. It was just trying mm. to figure out like what exactly we wanted to do. We worked on this zine for quite a long time. It's actually pretty intense. I'll send you one. Um, it's a good read. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I actually that. got to be the one to interview some of the ARC employees, which was like something I really wanted to do was like mm-hmm. 
have conversations and just like while I started my ambassadorship, I was like, I want to learn more about the brand. So like, let me talk to the people that are actually, you know, doing the work and like exactly putting in the research and stuff on this. So I had some really amazing conversations. One, I think was actually a guest on this podcast at one point, maybe Cooper. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was he, didn't he come on here? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Cooper was on and uh, he's actually going to be on um the patreon fireside chat the same week next week that yours comes out double whammy nice yeah um yeah gee i love him um but yeah it's that was like a huge project that we did um and we kind of like we make moves in silence and i i actually really like that about them because i i find that a lot of the times when I work with brands, they have to like make it like a hype beast, like front page mm. story or something. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we have done, you know, a couple of like cool low key things that like didn't really have to be displayed for everyone to see. I mean, more mm-hmm. recently, like we just did a workshop in LA. Uh, well, we did a lot of workshops in LA, <laughs> it was, like, a couple of days worth of workshops and it was amazing. I had, you know, such an incredible experience um, just being able to work with people, teach people how to sew, you know, use up old gore material. That's, it's always just really exciting to see people's reaction, like getting to cut up into a jacket, even though it's like clearly a worn used jacket (laughs) busting, like at the scenes and like all of like the gore is delaminating and like the pockets are busted open, but there's still something so jarring about cutting up an arteric jacket. Yeah. And so I love to be there and present to see their faces (laughs) when they have to do it. Um, so yeah, I mean, things like that definitely like hope to continue. I can't, I guess I can't really like tell you that, but, um, but I spend <laughs> quite a lot of time in Vancouver. I've been there and been in the, in their facilities, like going through arc one, which is where, uh, they make some of their products, like the made in Canada stuff. So their harnesses, being able to see that is really amazing. Some of the alpha SVs are, you know, well, I think all of them are actually done out of there. Um, so, but that's also where they have all their returns. So I mm. get the, the joy of going through boxes and boxes <laughs> of used smelly gear and like just, nice. you know, enjoying every second of it. Um, <laughs> and finding like the gems that people would never, ever see. I've been wearing these, I'm obsessed with them and they know this and they've been collecting them for me. <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, but I've been wearing these maternity <laughs> <laughs> that Arteric sold back in like I don't even know I think it was like 2010-ish era okay um, I'll pull I'll pull some up for you later so you can see them or I'll send you a picture but they're like I'm wearing them as like low rise like it's like basically it has like an mm. extra material thing so if you were like pregnant you could like roll that extra piece of fabric up over your pregnant belly <laughs> but I'm like rolling it down and like wearing them low rise and like climbing in them, but they have like the sickest articulated (laughs) knee and like just the knee construction of them like blows my mind and they're just so good. And I like, every time I'm in a meeting with them, I like throw them on the table and I'm like, bring them back. (laughs) Like I'm like, I'm not even, you know, a mother and I'm like requesting (laughs) these. So yeah, I mean, I've just been having so much fun, like going through all the used gear. It's, it's such a treat. Um, 
And yeah, they, they're really supportive actually of like all of the things I want to be doing from not just, you know, a personal like building mm-hmm. standpoint, but like climbing, they're really supportive for that. I'm actually next week, um, I'm going to France to this very remote area called Bois Boucher. And I'm teaching a week long workshop with some like grad students and like this amazing thing. And it's like on this farm and it's like, it's, yeah, it's really cool. But Arteryx is funding me to be able to go there and do that. So it's, it's really cool because I feel like our partnership is spans so much beyond like maybe what people even think. So Mm -hmm. it's cool. And I'm excited. I'm really stoked to see how it evolves and, um, you know, sometimes I'm always like, I have this weird feel, like sometimes I'm like, why did they pick me? Like of all the people like they could have had <laughs> uh-huh. as a, a design ambassador, I always feel just so lucky. Cause it, they're just, I don't know. It's just like the best team of people. And like, I know that some people look at my work and like, maybe don't always get it where they're like, oh, she's just like silly and making like non-functional things. But like a lot of the work that I do that people don't see is very much like coming into a brand and helping them problem solve and like take, if they have like a bunch of new stuff or if they have like boxes of, you know, returns or multiples of something that went wrong in production, they don't know what to do with it. That I'll take that on as like my responsibility and I'll give you like whatever, five different ways to use this item and like Mm. rework it, to make it sellable, to make it wearable again. So like, People don't always know that about, I guess, what I do. Yeah, I mean, that was that was a question that I had because you look at, you know, a company we mentioned earlier, like Greater Goods, and like he is producing a whole collections like for Arcteryx of like return jackets, warranty jackets that are being sent to him. I mean, I hope they're warranty. I don't know. I didn't ask him, but um, <laughs> stuff like that. that. <laughs> Sweet. And like turning them into bottle bags, like kimonos, that kind of thing. Um, and you look at that and you're like, oh, like if you're from an outside perspective without the knowledge you just told me, I would look at it and say, Oh, like Jameis is making like full collections for Arcteryx and Nicole is making like, not like she's just making one-off pieces, which is still mm-hmm. impressive, obviously. And you have design knowledge, but I didn't know everything you did. You know, I didn't know that yeah. it was like you, you were more than just like a person with a lot of Instagram followers who got an ambassadorship for their No, it's work. definitely, I don't, that, I feel like that was never like the reason they brought me on and I think that's what's so cool about it because I do feel like a lot of the time like Instagram and all that kind of stuff is like Mm -hmm. the reason why a lot of people reach out to the in the first place and I felt like there's some really incredible people that work at that brand that are like super super OG like been there since the start and you need to have a sense of humor in this line of work to be mm-hmm. able to like balance a super serious brand. And I never, that's my goal is like, I would never try to take away from like all the really hard work and years they put into making seamless products and have perfected things. And like mm-hmm. me making like a croissant bra, I would hope <laughs> wouldn't, you know, diminish all the amazing no, work that they've done. Not. But like it, it, there's a marriage between those two things where it's like, sometimes you could take yourself a little bit too seriously. Um, and someone that can maybe take themselves not seriously at all. And like find a really cool balance of like making, uh, active change. And for me, I mean, you know, there, there's potential to do collections with any brand, but a lot Mm. of the time I don't choose that route because Mm. it doesn't always make sense for me. I like the fact that it is more of a one-off thing. I, 
I kind of go against that. Usually I don't, I don't want to start like a brand. I mean, I'm going to kind of contradict myself eventually because <laughs> you have some product and things that will happen, but it's always done in a very like thought out way. And I always wanted to feel very much like I don't want it to lose the one of one spirit and my yeah. job. I think personally, what I view my partnership with Arterix is more of like education and helping mm -hmm. them as a brand, helping people understand waste in a different way, how to like separate, you know, your relationship with you know, this product that you put on a pedestal to like the real problems that we have at hand. So it's cool. It's a lot of learning, but it's good. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I truly had no idea what you were doing for the company. So I'm glad you could shed some light on the topic. I hope yeah. you're uh, repeating yourself for the 4,000th time in an interview, but I promise that's the only real interview question I have for you. <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean, this has been, I've had a lot of fun with this because it, most of the interviews I have are mostly about that. And it's always like mm -hmm. somehow a gotcha, like <laughs> what's Ooh, your, well, guess what? Yeah. Well, guess yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, don't worry. None of that here. Anyway, the next question is, um, how much money do you make? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I've been asked that on a podcast I know, before. <laughs> I know. Shout out throwing fits. Come on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> or have me on your pod. I don't think I'm important enough for that, but it is what it is. Um, we haven't talked about the future yet of you. And then after that, we can get into questions. Let's talk about the future with uh, Nylon. Hmm. Um. Well, I feel like I'm in a really, I don't know, I'm in like a interesting point right now where I feel mm -hmm. some things are evolving for me into a way that I like, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but I felt like a couple of years ago, things were very much like Instagram focused and mm -hmm. that's not really kind of what my focus is anymore. And it yeah. feels really good like it feels oh, so, nice yeah so refreshing um <laughs> to just be a person and not be like constantly stressed about like engagement and like mm. getting people like you know to see the work I mean um it's a sense of self but personally I think for my work I would love to dedicate some more time to like what I was saying before those moments of discovery um it, there was it's been a lot the past few years. Like, I just feel like I haven't really stopped and it's kind of being in Colorado and like having this new start right now has been really refreshing. And I am going to try to like, hopefully evolve that into something. Um, it could be not so much nylon. It could be furniture. It could be, you know, yeah. completely another type of design, but um I mean, I'm still still going to be collecting, still going to be, you know, watching, keeping keeping my eye on what's happening. But uh, I love to move away from just trends and yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram. I feel like I haven't really like trends have never really been like a thing, but it's always something you have to watch if you're in this industry. But I feel like so many people are getting rid of Instagram and like getting rid of all of that. And like, yeah, I don't know it's, it's good. And so I, I think for me, it's going to be a cool moment to see like how my work could be something that people can enjoy in person and be able to experience it in a real life setting versus like their first introduction to it is online. Um, I do, I mean, for, in terms of product, I do have some sellable product that's going to be happening, which is a new -ish. little teaser. Little teaser. Yeah. Surprisingly, a lot of 
footwear. <laughs> um, okay. But all still done in a way that feels authentic to me and, you know, minimal impact on the environment. Um, but um, yeah, still going to keep like doing my eBay thing, Poshmark, secondhand stuff, uh, supporting cool brands send me if you're making cool stuff send me <laughs> pictures i love seeing what people are making um i want to ask you now so this is something uh, i was curious about i know that you did um the greater goods workshop and oh like, yes yes correct? yes how was yes. that did you sew do you, yeah, you know did you yeah, know me, how to sew before show yeah show me <laughs> I, show and tell i love it also you have All a right. gamer chair is I do a, have a gamer chair. Why do you have a gamer? Are you a gamer? I'm a gamer, dude. Did you not hear my roommate ask if we were playing Fortnite later? Oh, shit. <laughs> Look, I got my... Wait, do you have the headset and everything? I got my clicky mouse. Oh, my God. You actually are a gamer. That's like those yeah. fancy keyboard. I got a clicky mouse. I have a headset with the... I'm a gamer. Wow. Part-time. Part-time gamer, full-time hiker. I'm not good at games. I am addicted to this TikTok account of this... I think it's Grand Theft Auto or something. I don't know what mm. it is, but it's like this guy that makes these like videos of these car simulations of like jumping over like really extreme things and like <laughs> test dummies. I'm fully addicted to sitting there <laughs> watching these videos. <laughs> Wait, it's um, what's it called? G- it's GCM Beeman or something. I, I literally can't get enough of it. It's so good. This is this is my bag. Oh, sick. Oh, so it's Osprey material. <laughs> little handle. Yeah. Um, so the whole thing was, and then it's got the strap on it, of course. Right. The whole thing was a Osprey like sponsored event. So Osprey sent Jameis a ton of old bags, like cut up pieces. It's like pieces of fabric also. Um, and mine was really awful to sew. Um, because so I, I have this pocket here, right. There's like uh-huh. mesh pocket on the side. Yeah. Um, and so I have the mesh pocket. I have this really, really thick material here at some sort of nylon, really, really thick though. Stay and then the, on bottom, okay. the bottom is also thick. So all of it was really hard to sew. And they're like, I don't know if you'll be able to do it. I made like a few lines. I sewed the patch on and the handle. Okay. Oh, that's I did good. that. And then I did, I did most of this seam. That's and good. then they were like, yeah, we're gonna have to step in. <laughs> flip, flip it inside out for right inside out for me. I don't even know if I can. It's really thick. They, oh, don't don't break your seams though. Um, I want to see how the bottom is done. Um was that your first time sewing? Or did yes. you know? How to yes, sew? it was. I had never sewed before. Was it industrial machines or were they like home They're machines? Just, like, like pedal machines, I don't know. Like they're they not like, industrial. No, there's like on the table. Like yeah, just on brother the table. or singer or something. Yeah. Would you Would you do it again? Would you? Yeah, I would. Again? I would love to. I have a uh, shout out Reese Cooper. Um, he <laughs> Reese Cooper made a. Uh, this is what it looks like on the inside. Okay. Did you do that part? Oh God, no. I was gonna say. What did no. you? Okay, tell me something you learned though from the bottom part when sewing on a bottom part. Is there something that you learned from that, or watching someone do it? Watching someone do it. They had to. They had to stitch it so many times. <laughs> um, 
because that, that's what this is if you can learn i think that's a good skill to know is to be able to sew, to sew that bottom, bottom part on like there this, like a you circle to, okay so i'm sure they did some like little clips around it to give yourself a little bit of do you see any little like snips? oh yeah they did they snipped okay. it on the yeah they yeah. snipped it around the edges i'd say that's a good study point to look at how they turn it like inside out and always look yeah. how it's done and kind of you know finished off Mm-hmm. um but it, it's a very good final product it looks great hey thanks i was i was part of the first group we were like the test subjects we were like the first people in because you had to sign up there was three sessions a day for two days i believe and uh when i was because so when i got to the uk i stayed at james's house the first night and um so i i got in it was like seven in the morning but for me, it was 2 a.m. And I just like stayed up all day just watching him sew and stuff. And he just like talked to me about it. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, like when when we do the workshop, you need to sign up first because we'll have like free hydro flask and like all the best materials will be at the beginning. Yeah. Because, you know, we're going to run out. We have like a limited amount of material. So you want to get the best stuff. And I was like, say this. Yeah, Sounds I'm good. always like, I'm the worst. And I'm like, everybody comes to the last workshop and I'm going to make it really hard for you because you have to use the smallest <laughs> scraps ever. But that's yeah. like, that's true upcycling. Yeah. It looks really good. Thanks. You I like should... the colors that I picked. I think yeah, it's, I think it's good. No, it's awesome. Well, you bring it on your next hike or something. And exactly. I shall. Everyone's going to be asking you where you bought it. So I made it. One of one. Well, I almost it. made it. Yeah. <laughs> I made <laughs> like... You made combined it. probably like a fourth of it or like maybe half but probably not but i mean you like left with a sewing skill and that's yeah yeah or at least the beginning i left with a sewing interest i should say i would love i would like to sew more and like like pants that are too long or fit wrong or whatever like i feel like i would learn how to do that and fix it rather yeah. than just like deal with it you know yeah i feel like now I feel if you were to hem a pair of pants or something, you'd be able to like watch a YouTube video and be like, mm-hmm. I think I can do that. Like, I think once you have that first experience with a sewing machine and like kind of get the nerves out of the way, it's always mm-hmm. like, it's not, it's not going to be great for a while. Like your stitching <laughs> won't, won't yeah. be perfect. I mean, I mean mine is learn. still janky and I'm like, the, I don't, I'm the one that's like, don't flip my stuff inside out sometimes. <laughs> like, but it's really good to like, sometimes take that take that second look of like the exploded view of a piece that you like and see how it's really you know made inside of it but um yeah I mean that's that's awesome that's super incredible well then now when you go to New York you'll get on the sewing machine you could go through my bin of materials and (laughs) make stuff I'll make another bottle bag yeah I'll make a uh (laughs) I'll make a shirt out of um supreme stickers i guess i don't know i have so many supreme stickers from back when i was a hype beast oh i need to use for them i i literally i'll just hand them out to people like when when my roommates invite people over i'm like hey <laughs> i have like 50 stickers do you want or one a bag of supreme stickers yeah. are they like anything interesting no they're just they're normal just red like ones normal ones oh, okay. just red ones yeah i like i don't know i i <laughs> Feel like i probably have a supreme sticker somewhere on something mine i you know what i have a lot of uh. <laughs> palace i like because uh. 
my fiance is like he definitely wore a bit of pal- he was like skater so he had a mm. bunch of palace stuff and now i have all of his old t-shirts and i wear them to bed and they're so comfortable but i'm like <laughs> i look like i'm like a full hype beast like every night i wear a palace shirt to bed <laughs> and they're like really like i feel like if i sold it on like ebay or something it would be like expensive because there were ones that like change color and like the sun and oh, stuff and i'm like wow. i just they're really comfy <laughs> Nice. Um, I don't I don't appreciate them for what they are but yeah. <laughs> yeah I I had I had a large supreme phase oh, this wow. is DIY I did this myself what is that is that a cloth it's a speaker it's a speaker oh. but I cut a supreme sticker to be around like the stuff on the front with like the buttons oh that's pretty good I don't yeah, think that. I'd fuck that up if I try to do that a little DIY it was really hard it was not fun I also coded my friend's laptop in Supreme stickers, like fully. Wow, you really have a lot of Supreme stickers. I had, I had so many. I was... How, what were you buying from there? What was I buying? What's funny is that I don't really have anything from Supreme. I Were you the was person who would like go and like get like something just so they could have the bag and the sticker? No, well, maybe at first, yeah. Maybe at first. Because I feel like... It, that was a thing people oh, would definitely. Like, bring their lunch to school in a supreme bag just to show off that they went no to no no it was never that bad it was never that bad but i definitely did buy supreme a lot for resale i kept I'm, i think i have two supreme shirts one of them no i have three um this is a sad story this is sentimental my friend who got me into fashion vincent shout out vincent r.i.p um and the first shirt he ever showed me like the first supreme piece i ever saw in person was the like undercover dolls supreme tea if you've seen that so when i went to the uk actually mr tyler jones um i like put on my story it's like does anyone have this in a size large and he was just hit me up he's like yeah man i have it i don't wear it you can just have it i was like oh dude that's so awesome thank you so much so yeah shout out to tyler for for connecting me with the first piece of supreme i ever saw uh but now i have three i have that and I have, um, I bought the Emilio Pucci. Yeah, the Pucci Supreme BOGO. Mm. It was my one last ride because I never kept a BOGO. I'd always, I'd gotten a few, but I'd sold them. So I was like, I'm just going to get one. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to wear it ironically. And uh, I did. I got one. It's gray with like the blue box logo. It looks good though. I like it. You should keep it. I'm keep going it to keep it. I have kept it. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I wear it to like go on hikes and stuff. It's fun. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, but that's it. That, that was my Supreme Arab. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about your friends passing, but it's nice that you were able to get that shirt. Um, but yeah, everyone, I mean, I feel like everyone in fashion has had a moment <laughs> where they were, they were somewhere in the trenches. It's okay. Most people, most everyone I've had on here has been in the trenches at some point, yeah. whether it's, they, like, or if they supreme. if they said they hadn't, they're just not admitting they're it. Lying. They're just lying. <laughs> if the, if they haven't, then they don't really have drip. You know, like you have to earn. You have to fight yeah. for. It. You have to earn oh, it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. Let's uh. Let's move on to your questions now. Um. I'm going to. I don't think anyone asked the same question, which I was hoping for. So then I could pile them all into one. But first question actually comes from Jameis. And he asks, what are three bits of studio slash work equipment that changed your life? Hmm. Um, a vice, I'd say. I use the vice a lot. I used to sit on the floor and <laughs> like 
hold a pair of sh- like a shoe in between my feet and then like mm. use the exacto knife and then seem dangerous at some point yeah. so i got yeah. a vice <laughs> so yeah vice and like it comes in handy way more than i would have thought so a vice um there is this thing that i got that's um uh it's like a broom but it's a metal broom thing and it picks up all my pins oh that's uh, awesome. it's like a magnetic broom yeah uh, love that thing uh, cause I, I am notorious for like knocking an entire thing of my pins just mm. on the ground. So it's easy. Um, and I, this is cheesy and corny, but my pegboard is like mm. the best thing ever. And if you're any, you don't have to be a creator or like a designer, but to have a pegboard, if you're a person that struggles with like, you know, keeping things in order, I have mm. like serious attention <laughs> issues and can't, like stay focused on one task at a time um which is fine and I try not to like police myself over that but having the pegboard forces me to like everything has a spot and I could put it back and I could see it and so I know yeah. where it is and if it's not there then like it's on the floor so I have to find it so nice yeah good stuff mm-hmm. um outdoor rec archive would like to know when are we going to see the repurposed catalog fit Oh, I would love that. We've talked on Instagram before. Yeah. Hit me up. Let's do it. Let's make the let's make there the piece. <laughs> There's your answer. Um, love that guy. Shout out to Chase. He's the one who like runs the account. Yeah. Um like- what Leaf Prince North would like to know. What's your favorite medium you've worked with and your favorite garment to make? Your favorite medium is probably YouTube, I would say like medium as in like material that i use sure the same material okay what's your favorite material to work with and the favorite piece to make not that you've made but your favorite piece to make Which i feel oh. like it's a little bit of a different question that is a different question i feel like i haven't been asked that before there you go um uh shower curtains okay i love them they're really or weirdly versatile um and uh shorts <laughs> i love making men's shorts <laughs> mm. like i could sit there all day and just like bang out like pairs and pairs of shorts and they will always surprise me i don't know there's mm. something about the way that like you could do a patchwork short and they just like, mm. you don't know what they're going to, I don't know. It, like you kind of yeah. know what they're going to look like, but once you sew like all the seams and everything, like you will turn it right side out and be like, Oh, that like <laughs> lined up way better than I thought it was going to. I don't know. That's like a weird question. Cause I feel like I make, I mean, I love making bras. I love making shoes obviously, but mm. like men's shorts, that's the answer. There you go. There's your answer. <laughs> um, next Lewis Freeman would like to know how did trees manage to get you on the pod already been over that if anything <laughs> I begged him <laughs> yeah she begged me there was like bribery but actually though when did you ask I'm trying to remember when you asked me to be on this because I feel like we yeah, tried yeah. to do this see. a lot. I felt and I, I felt like bad on my I knees totally begging in your <laughs> no but I ghosted you for so long and I felt really bad and I was like okay Cause I'm not the kind of person that'd be like, yeah, I'll do it. And then like, never hit you back. It was just mm-hmm. more like you were hitting me at like the times that I was like the on busiest. a plane going yeah. to like uh, Germany or something. Yeah. <laughs> March. March is when I asked you 
Oh, okay. March so that 12th. wasn't that long ago then. You responded March 17th, which isn't that bad. And then April 17th, <laughs> I, I responded to your story like you posted something about being on another podcast maybe. Or so you did something and said, so does this mean you're ready to record with me? You said soon. That was April. <laughs> May 15th, I said, hey, it's me again. <laughs> it's the podcast, man. Uh, wondering when you're free. No response. <laughs> Back to June 14th. I just replied your story and said podcast. And then, and then you emailed my manager. I emailed was, your manager. I was desperate. My I manager was, was like, who is this person? I was like, it's okay. I got it. Don't answer. I was desperate. But I just I said podcast. Like, I, that was my like, lowest. That was my rock bottom. No, it's okay. You, you can <laughs> beg. It's all right. Um, it worked down here. But I was like afraid that because I'm like pretty much gone like the rest of the summer and like mm. the fall is not looking positive for like free time <laughs> so i was like okay this is like now or never so you were very flexible with like having me on yeah, i was yeah. like you have until i think it was like july 8th you said you said i'm free for like a week yeah july 8th like almost like, a week like now. Cake it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> i was like sorry i don't normally like do that i felt kind of bitchy but we made no, it no, it was good it's it all good, good. I understand. Like you were telling me where you were going. You're like, I'm here. I wasn't I'm here, lying. Here. I was yeah, really, no. really traveling. And then I was like, I'm moving. And I was yes. like, and that was horrendous, actually. You so. were moving first. Like you were moving, yeah. you were traveling and then moving and then traveling and then traveling. Yeah. I was like, and, wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I don't, I don't blame you at all. There's no little will. <laughs> Um, oh, good. Well, worry, I will if you could send me the blank check though like that would be cool <laughs> um that would still be cool uh but yeah everything what else would you buy fun. with it well, I want to mm. know a nylon a nylon piece what is it oh if I could buy a, if I could buy a piece yeah what are you just, with your eye on right now I feel like I'm gonna flip the script I'm interviewing yeah, you yeah, yeah what is something I really want the grail I've had since I was a, a wee lad was definitely like a mars yard like a nike mars yard that's like the top the oh, tippy really? top grail okay. um because you know reform sneakerhead and all that besides that i don't really know i mean i've always wanted a capital jacket like a like a damask fleece or damask i think it's pronounced actually fleece that's always been something that's interested me i don't really need anything i don't know is this what let me Oh yeah, yeah. No, is this it? Is this it? Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's. Oh no, that's the Sashiko. That's that's different. I don't know what that's. Which one is that? I don't Sashiko. know. Sashiko. No, which that's one a... is the the one that you want? What is that? Oh, one? the damask one is one that I don't looks know like the name of anything. I just it's D A M A S K damask capital fleece. Um, it looks like a rug pattern one yeah it looks like a rug and it's got like the virgin mary on the back sometimes why that it just looks cool i just really like it i don't know why i can't answer i just think that's super sick it's something i've wanted for a while and i think 
It's expensive it's, for that. Oh, super expensive. Yeah, it's like $500. I feel like you can find a cool thing on eBay that's like secondhand. Oh, that's even better. My I favorite could. fleece. Well, I have two favorite fleeces. I have a cap, I have this capital fleece that landed in my doorstep and it's great and I love it. But <laughs> my favorite fleece is this old fleece that has all these little sheep on it and it's so mm. cute. And then I have one that has a bunch of horses on it. So those that's are very cool. Favorite one. If it wasn't so dark in here, I would show you my closet because it has a lot of jackets, like a lot of jackets. You need the jackets now. There's a good reason for it. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Keep, yeah. keep the questions. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Questions. Let's do it. Next question. Were any of them mean? Did you like leave out a no. mean one? Oh, no, okay. I'm only, the only questions I'm leaving out, my friend Diego just said, uh... Um, and then Tang, the first person, he asked what your first creation was. He also said, do you like Arcteryx? Um, so I'm just like leaving those out. You don't have to answer those. <laughs> Brandon Scott Thero asks, or I guess, uh, yeah, it's an ask, says, Nicole and Ryan are organic lab, huh? No. <laughs> Not even no comment, just straight up no. Interesting. No. Um, I'll dub that. I'll dub that now. Yeah. Um, Steven or Stee dot underscore underscore dot en. I guess Steven, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> I just kind of fill in the blank there. Anything you wish you knew before pursuing a career in design? Thanks. Um, what do you wish you knew? What did they not tell you? I mean, they didn't tell me a lot of stuff, I guess. <laughs> um, if you get one piece of advice to a younger you, what would it be? I mean make the weird shit that's like always the thing i feel like so many people are like they care too much about like sharing it online Mm -hmm. and like less about the experience of making it and like the discovery of like i don't know style and like you know it's okay to like reference stuff online that you see and everything but don't make that a part of it like do it for yourself like have your own journey i I don't know I just felt like there's like after starting it in a very organic way and then later being like you know forced to feel like I needed to post on Instagram to stay relevant like I don't know I've come through a full circle moment with that and I feel mm. finally better about that yeah. um yeah I guess that just make stuff and enjoy making stuff and like that doesn't have to look good I think that's just like that's I always say that because it's like a lot of the stuff I make doesn't look good or doesn't turn out what I thought it was going to be and like I have to switch it up in the middle Mm -hmm. of like hours and hours of working on a piece and it starts falling apart and then I have to like switch it up and then those are some of the best projects um I don't know it's also I mean I think a dude asked this question but being being a woman in this industry is a weird thing so that's Mm -hmm. another that's a whole other thing but I guess I would have warned myself about that (laughs) yeah there you go you more on that on the uh, the Patreon when you come on in six years when you're free. <laughs> um, <laughs> six years from now. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, Anna Tyler would like to know what inspires you. Um. Yeah. Well, I guess we talked about it, like getting outside, yes. being mm-hmm. in nature. Um. Very corny, but like everything because literally my work is made with like any material ever it's not like anything's off limits so 
I don't know, just I pay attention like all, like all day. So whatever, like if I'm using like a kitchen appliance, I'll pay attention to it and I'll like see if there's an opportunity for me to like use it at some point or like I'll be outside and I'll like see trash and I'll like pick it up. Or I'll be like, I don't know, maybe I have that at home. I have that egg carton and I'll use that, you know, just like mm-hmm. being, being aware of your surroundings. Yeah. Nice. Um, share uh me would like to know what's something you low-key get annoyed about every time someone sees you or meets you um i don't know annoyed about i don't know i (laughs) i get it's like a crazy fanboy moment i guess there's this one guy who shows up to every single thing that i do (laughs) So he maybe he's listening to this and he brought me like a gun holster one time. He was like, I thought maybe you could repurpose this. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's not so much that guy, but like people, people bring me their literal like trash. I've become, I literally, I just am a dumpster, which is fine. And I love that people like, they're like, I thought of you and I wanted you to like have this or use this. But at some point now I've just like become like your drop off point for like the clothes that you don't want. <laughs> Everyone's always super, super nice. And he wasn't mean or anything. That was just weird. I was like at a, at my own event and he shows up and gives me a gun holster. It's like, you better buy something for this. You're going to need it. You need to protect yourself. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you There's crazy fighting? people out there, Nicole. You got to protect yourself. I mean, bring her a gun next time, I guess. Um, <laughs> Stroopston would like to know, have you always been a creative soul? And what were previous creative outlets? I mean, I feel like we've already been over that a lot. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. learned about my cast making endeavors. Cast making, um, YouTube. I was always, I will say I was always um, very entrepreneurial. Mm. I always like wanted American to dream. A, I wanted to have a business, even though I was like, I don't know. I was like I said, a bad student, not a like bad at math, mm. not really good at most things, but I loved like the idea of selling something or like mm. making money. And I don't know. That was very, I think the combination between like my making casts and like, you know, having lemonade stands every week, literally oh. every week, because I was always trying to make money. My parents had to like. They were like the hustler, the Sigma grind set. I was always hustling. Crazy. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess I always had like that spirit in me, but it's taken different shapes and forms over the years. Nice. Nice. Um, Stripson would also like to know what is your personal favorite piece piece you've ever done? Which I think is a question you've probably gotten before. And that's why I asked the question, Stripston. But yeah, what's your favorite? What's your what's your favorite thing you've ever made? Um that's hard. Uh, I don't know. I've answered this, so I'll be boring. But the yeah, I'll good. say the volleyball shoe is probably like one that I look back to because it was like the first time that I took something that was like a three dimensional ball shape and like completely <laughs> transformed it into something else. And that was a it was a light bulb moment. It wasn't like my oh, favorite nice. piece because of the way it looked, but it was just more of like after that, I was like, all right. This is going to be my life now. <laughs> Sweet. Um, my friend Kian also asked that question. So I'll lump him in there. Uh, Kian, you don't have a podcast. Stop replying to my story. Stop asking questions. Um, no, ask questions. It's good. Uh, stop asking questions. All right. Uh, last but not least, my man Josty 
has a question. It says, I have an old North Face fleece with a broken zip. What should I make with it? Oh, I thought he was going to ask me to repair it for him. And I was he like, said, I've sent it. House. I've sent it to your house with a gun holster. I <laughs> 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 have three weeks to return it. <laughs> um, broken zip. I mean, if you still want the fleece, you can probably switch out sure, the zip. Yeah, yeah. Thing, but you can make use the sleeves. Um, try to see if your foot fits into the sleeves. Make like mm. a winter booty camp campsite booty. Easy. Oh. Super easy to do. Literally, take my fancy capital fleece here. I'm not gonna cut it, but you will take. Yeah, you should. You should it. do that. That'd be sick. <laughs> no. Everyone would think that'd be cool. <laughs> There's if you did some that. things that are not meant to be cut, but <laughs> you'll take like the sleeve of the uh, fleece and like measure out your ankle, and then you can use like the chest part of it if there's like a little pocket or something, and then that would be like mm. the upper of the shoe. You just find an old pair of shoes. That's the question I get all the time. It's like, where do you get the soles from? And I'm like, get an old pair of shoes and take the upper off of it. I don't yeah. know how else to explain <laughs> that. Um, I mean, you can do a lot of things. You can make a bag. You can do easy, easy stuff. But I feel like a slipper, a fun slipper would be fun. And if you do it, send me a picture. I'd love to see it. Send a picture. She loves to see it. Um, that's all the questions I have for you. Well, that's- You've asked me questions. Do you have any questions for me? um i don't know well what's your favorite what's your favorite part about what you do like as like for the podcast like what's your it's my favorite part i love having i love it when the guests are fun like you've been a very fun episode i love it when the guests are fun you know why there's people that aren't fun some people aren't fun some people (laughs) won't say names some people haven't been call them out (laughs) okay I wasn't, I wasn't actually telling you to call people out, but I love that you did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're an honest guy. That's good. I'm probably um, going to cut it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good to be fun. It's, you know, we do this because we want people to hopefully enjoy it and take something out of it. I love podcasts. I listen to them when I'm working. I've listened oh, to nice. some years while I'm working. Oh, and thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the nice. five cents that you gave me while listening. <laughs> i was gonna say i was like you can't be doing this for like a bunch of money so it has to be for the pureness of what you mean you don't, what you don't think i'm doing excuse you're not me? rolling in it from podcasting oh. i am do you see my gaming oh, keyboard true. come on <laughs> and your four roommates downstairs <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> you're like where's that I only do that <laughs> I only do that because I want to live with the common man, Nicole. I, I don't, I need to retain my humanity, but I have so much money from this podcast that I fear I might lose it. You're absolutely rolling in it. Yes, um, I am. <laughs> all that capital drip, all your Supreme stickers. <laughs> How do you think I got that? How do you think I got so much Supreme? Damn, he's so From the rich. podcast. <laughs> from the pod. Well, yeah. Um, well, I guess is that is that all you have for me? That's all I have for yeah. you, I guess. Sweet. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for coming on the pod today. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I had a lot of fun. And thanks for all the questions. Of course. Well, yeah, that's that's for the followers, not for me. Yeah. I also had questions, but I assume you're talking to well, them. Not your questions, the followers. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. That's cool. That's cool. I think it's good. Um, anyway. Thanks a lot for coming on. Um, 
I mean, talk to you maybe soon. Who knows? Definitely not soon, actually. We're going to uh, put that out. No, I, do, I normally say talk to you soon, but it's it's not going to be soon. It's going to be in a while. Um, maybe in a yeah. couple of months again, we'll reconnect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love, I'd love to have you on the Patreon at some point. Patreon.com slash trees and I'm on uh, fireside chat where I just kind of have a more um, personal chat. Not exact, not exactly trees and nylon related. I ask questions to the people that I wrote down. You know, it is, it's fun. It's a fun little time. Uh, your buddy Austin has done it. So yeah, yeah. I would love to. Well, we will schedule that. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> well, um, again, thank you for coming on and talk to you later. Yeah, thanks. about this form.